So this is exciting. This is my first podcast. I'm very excited to be on the stream. It's quite interesting to see what topics people choose to talk about um, on podcasts or what really podcasts suggested to me um, to discuss. It's very interesting just to see the trends that are going on in the world. And some are very random and not what you'd expect, actually. Um, So, yeah, happy to be here. A little about me. Uh, first, um, my name's Nina and my background is in psychology. So I did um, a master's and a bachelor's in psychology purely really because I was fascinated about how the human brain works, but also was really determined and motivated to, you know, make the world a better place. I was really fortunate to have many different experiences, to live in very many different backgrounds, um, being an expat child um and I felt like this really made me more blendable to varying cultures and more flexible to moving and adapting um to an ever-changing society now in my last seven years I sort of ventured out of corporate and decided to start my own health journey um and I didn't really know where to start to be honest when I'd finished because I felt that you know when you work in the system of schooling you know up to 18 you kind of are really told what to learn and I I mean we don't so much get a choice about it in in a sense uh, about what's what material that we learn but I think that once I quit my corporate job um, three years in after feeling a little bit burnt out I realized, okay, well, what what is it that I really want to learn and what is it I really want to do? And, you know, I went back to my initial thing of, you know, where I started, which was, you know, psychology. And I really found out that, you know, I always wanted to help people. That was my, that was my number one. So I thought, okay, first, before I help people, you've got to help yourself. Um, You know, got to practice what you preach kind of thing. So I decided to just discover more about myself, about what I liked, what I didn't like. Um, I would try so many different things, like very random things under the sun. And I ended up getting into very random things um, and loving it. And um, that sort of purpose was sprung back into my life of, you know, um, getting up and having something to do and having sort of a meaning. And then I was really interested as well you know, in, in all this sort of snowball, um, you know, really, why, why is it that, you know, people never really discovered more about themselves, and here I was trying to discover more about myself at the age of 24, and, you know, what, what was I doing 24, 24 years, um, and it was really interested and it baffled me as well, you know, doing psychology as well. You think that you you learn to understand other people's behaviours, but you don't completely learn to um, understand your own. And so that was quite a new thing. And so I decided I would start making a list, start doing some research about what would be the things that would... Um, come together to bring about mental and physical well-being so I got into a lot of um, food like healthy food nutrition 
I got into a lot of sports, um, a lot of random sports, a lot of music, a lot of dance. And suddenly I felt like I was living in a world where like I could see vibrant colours and I just was really happy with life. And then I realised that at the end of the day, um, you have to, in this society, if you want to live, you know, in society itself, is how to figure out how to do what you love, um, you know, so that you're happy, um, but within a societal setting. So that's sort of what I, I'm still journeying, but what I set out to do. And for me, it was about how do we bring the body back to equilibrium? How do we balance all those things along the way, whether it's experiences, whether it's food, whether it's, um, you know, different countries, whether it's weather, you know, how do we bring about equilibrium in our own body? How do we balance all these imbalances throughout the years that have led to, you know, dis-ease, as so they say? Um, so yeah, I, I sort of started journeying on that with my own journey and sort of taking notes. And what I came to realize was really that it wasn't just one thing that made people happy or led to contentment or led to a healthier approach to life, but it was a combination of many different things, um, that actually, you know, when I tell them to you, you're going to think that they all, you know, make sense, but actually, you know, people don't do them. So before I get into what I term the six pillars of health, um, I will get into the first step of a health journey. So this, this, these podcast series are all going to be about stepping into your own health journey. That is discovering yourself again, rediscovering yourself, rediscovering, reigniting those flames that, that, you know, were always there, are there, um, that just haven't been lit up yet and haven't been ignited so the first um, on this series was is called um, Tabla Rasa. Now Tabla Rasa, I'm sure a lot of you or some of you may have heard of it. It's basically Latin for blank slate. And what it what I mean by that is we have to sort of let go or, you know, to start afresh, we have to start with, you know, with the ground up. So we have to start with with nothing. And in that, in that, blank slate um, are these five truths that I've set out for you to start that journey to really to to really get to that blank slate and really start enabling your journey to health so um yeah I'll begin so have you ever had that feeling that you just wanted to start over to wipe your slate clean of the past mishaps and the consequential pain um, what if I told you that in some way you could? Yeah, you would tell me I'm being ridiculous, that erasing the past would be wishful thinking. Yet what if it was changing the way we looked at the past and how how it was facing it was in a way erasing it? What if there was no side approach but to get up close and personal with the very thing you wanted to retract from? Let me tell you, the more time you spend muddling over the things you said, repeating the things you did or did not do in your head is just in a inner turmoil you do not need to carry with you to the present moment. It's going to be something resembling whacking your head against a humongous bell. Wait, just hear me out. When you hit a bell, the vibrations are sent through the universe. The closer you are to the bell, the stronger the effect of these vibrations. As the vibrations ripple out, the effect they leave on you will be less and less, and more sporadically apart. 
Whilst amazing in a sound healing room, so more in post later, not so amazing when it's your own head. Because every now and again the past comes back to haunt you and those monsters in your closet have a nice little play to leave you that much, much more broken again. It's about freeing ourselves from this continuous ripple or maybe even adapting to such vibrations to better deal with its effects. Why do we do it to ourselves? Why do we get ourselves stuck in this cycle of torment and delusion? Why do we let that critical mind take over and dissect moments, memories, and disfigure that person in the mirror staring back at us? So, as I said, these are the truths to get out of that treacherous cycle and really clear our slate clean so that we can actually start our journey. The first truth is acceptance. There is no way we can change our past. Experiences, however good and bad, make us who we are. Make us this very person with these very many thoughts. And yet, there is always hope, no matter how dim it may seem. You can change this moment. This present moment, you do have the ability to be whoever you want to be, to take charge of your mind and body and float through life with motivation, ambition, drive, and, ab and above all, a happy heart and a clear mind. You will be that person to take setbacks by the neck and say, no, you're not going to get me down today, and say, I'm going to learn from you so that I never see your face again. Sounds cheesy, but the power you get from taking responsibility of your own life, as scary as it may be, is sugar-topping, Everest-climbing, and earth-shaking. So that, this, that's your first truth. That's a very big challenge, I know. But when I'm saying all these truths, it's not a saying that I think I'm, it's going to happen overnight. But it's I'm planting a seed, and seeds, when you try one, you try two, and you see results, they start to form into flowers. So hear me out. So the second truth is find your expression. Everyone needs an outlet. Where do you think all these dollars are spent on psychiatry come from? Sometimes people just want to have a voice to be heard and understood, even if they are paying for it. But now, going back to you, what is your form of expression? We live in a world where you can do a yoga class under the full moon and then be in a forest picking out herbs inspired by old traditions. You can now paint in so many colours and have access to so many materials. Even in, even in the forest there's just so many things that you can do you can make music with you can you know color with the point is expression is at our doorstep and you will find your sanity in delving into it the point even if you don't know what it is at the moment the point of this is not to know all the answers straight away but to take yourself on a journey discover like this is actually an exciting it's 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 liberating to just go, okay, I'm going to try something new. Get out of your bubble and explore new territory. Get closer to understanding the things you do like and the things you don't like and the things, you know, that are maybe in between and that just gives you one step closer to your own truth. Find what your soul dances to, what makes your whole body feel lighter, feel revitalized. Expression can be a massive outlet to help lighten the load of your present. But also to inspire, whether it's writing or painting, the point is to feel it, to somehow find the sweet spot where the mind is no longer ticking, but quietly observing, to really allow us to let go. The third truth, find your expression, that way you find your community. Creating space is about making connections that feed the soul. I understand here that soul seems a bit airy-fairy and mumbo-jumbo, but really it is only my words to describe what keeps you alive. And when we mean alive, we don't just mean living. We mean what adds that colour, that vibrancy, what makes you step that much lighter and smile that much brighter. One very easy way of finding connections and building community where you feel the sense of belonging 
if you don't have one already, of course, is by discovering your second truth, which is finding your expression. By recreating your passions or passions, you plant the seed to a purpose movement. Finding those things that ignite the soul will not only further solidify connections with ourselves, but with others, bringing together communities built on passion and expression, bulldozing cultural ideas of age, sex, race, gender, profession, all these things we barricade ourselves under that create disconnection and allusion to things we have never experienced for ourselves. Community has a massive impact on our own well-being. It creates a feeling of home, of a safe, of a safety, of understanding. The more we feel we belong, the more we are encouraged to live life the way we want to instead of the way we are told to. There was a massive study done of 75 years long that found that the key to longevity was actually loneliness, was the scale of your loneliness, and that the people who lived longer were had more communities, had were less lonely. So there, there's a massive science to it. The longest, one of the longest studies recorded in history states that loneliness is a key to dis-ease and, well, mortality. So the fourth truth, trust yourself. Have you ever had that feeling about someone before properly knowing them or walked into a building feeling a very strong urge to leave or oppositely walked into a building that made you feel lighter and at ease? We all have this sort of gut instinct where our body reacts before our minds to shed light on a given situation. A lot of the time our feelings about a person or a place is very true, explaining why we gravitate towards these people and these places. So simply trust it and try and tune in. We have so many more senses than we use to help us navigate the world around us. In the beginning it can be tricky because emotions and feelings can get tangled into instinct. It's not about feeling from a place of urgency or desire, but about of a place unaffected by emotional bias. Sometimes we don't want our gut feelings to be right, but time and time again you hear that voice and sometimes you really wish you had listened. But don't worry, getting things wrong is, you know, is, is normal, it's human, it's paramount for learning. The trick is not to stress, but to try, because after all of this, it is a journey, it's your journey. And, you know, it's, it's almost a labyrinth, you're going to reach dead ends, but you're going to find your way back to that route that will get you home. Home, what I mean by this is just you. So the fifth truth is, and last truth for Tabula Rasa chapter, is putting yourself first. This is a truth governed by self-love. What it means is love yourself enough and understand your worth and how precious its value is. Time and time again, we lower our self-worth to appear more easygoing, to fit in, but in reality what we're only doing is accepting more than we should. And in doing that, we explicitly bring people into our lives that lower our self-worth even further. By accepting ourselves with all that comes with it, the good, the bad, the ugly, we realise that putting ourselves first is the only way we can remain true to ourselves. With this truth, we open space for those in our lives who, at the core of everything else, genuinely respect us and treat us so. Has someone ever told you that if you do not believe in yourself and your capabilities, then the battle is already lost? Without accepting ourselves and our self-worth, we cannot make room for positive change that comes with breaking cycles. When you value yourself... Watch how people, places and opportunities come into your lives, such as the ripple to push you into prosperity in so many of your endeavours. This will also give you that resilience to better adapt to forthcomings. Because we all know that life is not always fairy and roses, but it's how we deal with the darkness when the sun doesn't shine, right? Remember that there is a fine line between selfishness and prioritising your needs. Do not confuse inflexibility with self-worth. Knowing what you deserve just grants you that access to acknowledge 
your surroundings and act accordingly with a mixture of humbleness and drive. So those are the five truths. Um, from what I've learned thus far, I feel starting with that, of course, it's a lot. Starting could be a year, you know, so. Um, but really thinking about how you fit into each one, how really reflecting back into yourself with each truth is what I want you to do, because there is only the way you're going to find answers. And sometimes when you don't know how you're feeling, just write why on a, on a book. Just keep writing why until you get to really that core of really what your body's trying to tell you, what your subconscious is trying to cry out for. So, um, yeah, we'll be back with some more um, inspiration to continue this health journey. But I hope this was helpful and a bit insightful and have a lovely, lovely day.